on this episode of Scammer Stories, the opposite side of the story. Women from all over the world every day, message, 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 message. John has been through hell for years trying to clear his name. He's lost relationships, even job opportunities. It's out of control, like, and I don't know how to clear my name. I will be 90 years old, and someone will be messaging me saying, I saw your photo. My name is April, and my mother lost everything to a scammer. Not only did it leave her penniless, but it tore the family apart. Now, I'm on a mission to get the word out. Facebook can stop it. Twitter can stop it. LinkedIn can stop it. They can stop it, but they choose not to. This is the raw and candid story of what happens on the other side of the keyboard when it's your face being used by scumbag scammers. Stick around until the end. I found it fascinating listening to his Canadian point of view of our government's response or lack thereof and how he thinks this could actually be fixed in the future. This started for me back in 2000 that far back wow yeah this was before any of this stuff really took off facebook was just starting there was no twitter at that time i had just broken up with my fiance and my dad was like dying so my sister said john you should go online so i went online and this american soldier quote unquote named sergeant christy love he started talking to me, and it was right when you guys started in Iraq, too. So I thought that was real, too. He said, she's lonely, I'm in Iraq, let's talk. And then he started talking. And he started taking pictures of me, and like Skyping and this and that. And then he asked me for money, of course, and then I cut her off. Anyway, about a year later, I get this call from, I call her patient zero, from this woman in France. And he's like, I love you, and I think you're great, and so she's like, well, I saw your pictures on the dating site, and I emailed you, and I, you're on POF, plenty of fish, and, and then a few weeks later, I get another message from a woman that looks eerily similar to the other woman, and then a couple other women started, and then I get the odd message from these women. So then I did a spot for my friend in voice empowerment. So once you're on the web, people can find you, right? And then things started going a little bit crazy. Then people really started finding me, and they were looking for me. So then they started messaging me, women from all over the world every day, message, 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 message. And when it first started, back in 2009, so this was before that voice empowerment video, um, I stormed into Facebook's offices in, here in Toronto, and they were still small then. So I went up there, and they said at the time, when I couldn't believe that they said it, we don't know this stuff is happening. How can you prove it's happening to you? I said, you know what? I don't mind that you have a fake name. Well, I do mind. But when they start using my real name, I got a problem with that. So... Then all these profiles of my real name started coming up. And there's still quite a few online right now, but they don't have my photo. I got pretty mad at them about that. They didn't do anything. Then I sent them a message to the president here. He blocked me, of course. And every Facebook person's 
block me on every social media platform because they don't want to admit to it. What happens is sometimes my own friends that are like women that are single women, they'll go online and they're searching for, you know, 45 to 55 year old men, blah, blah, blah. And my picture shows up. It is totally out of control. And I'm not okay with some of my friends here that get messaged in the middle of the, like at night saying, John, are you on this website? Are you on this dating website? No, I am not. It is not me. My mom has spoken to one of the women. I get messages from women literally all over the world. We're getting married. I'm like, no, we're not getting married. Like, I'm married already. Then I'll get a message saying, how's your son doing? I'm like, not my son. I don't have any kids. You know, and then there's that other girl at the Santa Claus parade that we sort of just befriended at the parade. And she's like, oh, take a picture with me. And so now she's my daughter and she's all over the world. Some of them have actually stalked me, like for real stalked me. There was one woman, she'd call me like at all hours of the night. I got the Toronto police involved and they're so idiotic too. The police are zero help, by the way, zero. What happened with that one was they had to call her and tell her, look, like if you bother this man again, we're going to have the Cleveland police come and arrest you. And she backed off. I got a card a month later saying, I had to see you. Now I've seen you. I know where you are. When you were engaging these women back when you would do that, were you ever mm-hmm. able to actually talk one of them out of believing that the scammer was you, ever? Oh, most of the time they already knew. Like almost 95% of the time. 99. They just thought that I would, after the whole scam thing came down, that I would fall in love with them and move to wherever they were. Most of the time they had already found out that it wasn't real. Most of the time, they already found out that I was who I was. Like, not not even most of the time. I would say 99.95% of the time. Some of the things that these women, like, I get told they, I hope I die of rectal cancer because I'm the one that, you know, gave all their money. I get my friend, the one that is the voice coach from the Voice Empowerment, she gets called. Is John okay? My friend, my dating coach, who I'm in her book, Single in the City, great book, online, Laura Bellata. There's pages in there about me. I've been on the radio. They're doing a story up here, hopefully, like I talked to a reporter from W5, which is like our 60 minutes. You know, it's not like I haven't tried. I went and sat in a police station for five hours. They said they couldn't do anything for me. I called the RCMP, which is the same thing as our FBI. We have the anti-theft, anti-fraud department here. They said, why are we involved? Why do you want to involve us? And I said, because, you know, these women, one of them's going to end up at the bottom of a river. And my photos are going to be all over her computer. And you're going to call me and say, hey, John, do you know this woman? And I'm going to say no, and you're not going to believe me. Now it's on record. I have over 500 Facebook requests for friends that I haven't messaged back. I have hundreds of messenger requests. And I have, I don't know how many fake profiles. I think I've taken down a thousand myself. I don't know how many it is. There's a YouTube site about me with 50,000 views on it right now. So if you Google John, like I did, you're going to be skeptical. His face is plastered all over anti-scam sites. One thing I've learned since doing this podcast is some of those sites are actually scammers looking for more victims. 
It's disgusting. And it's disgusting what they're doing to John. You can find scammers, big picture of me there. Yes. One of my favorites. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. I know. Don't be. It's okay. My friends laugh at me all the time. (laughs) They're like, I'm sorry, John. You know, we're laughing at you. But that picture is real. It's not even superimposed. That's a great picture. I know. It's a nice one of me. It's out of control. Like, and I don't know how to clear my name. I will be 90 years old and someone will be messaging me saying, I saw your photo. Facebook can stop it. Twitter can stop it. LinkedIn can stop it. They can stop it, but they choose not to. What does your wife have to say about all this? This has got to be tough for her, too. She almost broke up with me because of it. Women have broken up with me because of it. And, like, nice women, but they're like, I can't deal with this. This is too much for me. My wife does not want me to engage with these women. She's like, John, don't engage with these women. Because that's all I would do. Seriously, for for a couple of years there, because I felt so guilty. You talk to them and say, look, please, like, I'm not real. None of it's real. Don't send money to people you never met. Don't. Like, if you didn't meet them in person, do not give them any money at all. Why do you, are you doing this? I know you're lonely. Just please don't. Then they cry and tell me all the stories, and they're all the same. You know, I met this guy online. I fell in love with him. He's so sweet to me, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, that's not real. They say, well, why aren't you in love with me? I am an asshole. <laughs> asshole. Okay? Ask my wife. I am a jerk. None of that stuff is real. My wife, I met her dating. When we first started dating, she was like, no, I don't want to date you because of this. I can't handle it. Other women woke up with me on day number two. Because everybody Googles everybody now, too, right? It's cost me jobs. I'm up for two pretty big jobs right now. They haven't called me back for the interview. You want to know why? Because of this. I've lost some very big jobs because of it. It affects my career in a very negative way. If I do engage with these women and they happen to be, you know, a little bit persistent, as I call it, then I get angry because I'm like, don't you get it? It's not real. I am not going to fly over to where you are and fall in love with you. I am not. And why you? You think I am. I know you've thought about this. That's what I say. You know what? You don't think I think about this? Why me? Out of all the people, I'm not that cute. I am not that good looking. Okay? I think that, April, you think that thought hasn't crossed my mind. So my friends, they, some of them don't believe it, right? They say, oh, John, no. I say, look me up. I think I know the reason why. Because if it was Brad Pitt, then it wouldn't be as believable. Right? Boy next door look, right? Which in my job is really helpful. And it's very trusting. And as a general rule, I am a trustworthy person. So it's easy to trust me. I get people to tell me all kinds of stuff in my regular life, so why wouldn't my photo be able to? It's one of the reasons I think they pick me. The other one is I'm just underneath super good-looking. Like I'm not too good-looking. Like I'm not Cary Grant, but I'm not ugly either, right? Right. Do you see all those guys, all the pictures? None of them are super good-looking, but they're all like myself, Colonel Denny, like nice-looking guys. Like you would say, oh. He's a nice guy. Like when I saw Colonel Denny the other night on Nightline, I'm like, oh, you know, what a pretty nice guy. Like he's probably a pretty nice guy. Yeah. And women think that's attainable. 
I could probably right. get a guy like that. Exactly. John is talking about Kathy and Brian. Hear their story on episode five. Check out their page on Facebook called Advocate Against Romance Scams. They've helped a lot of people. A lot. Anyway, back to John's face on scam sites. Most of the women, and I feel bad saying this, are lonely older women that are typically not that attractive, that think that someone like myself is attainable for them. And that is usually not the case. The ones that are overseas in the lower kind of income places, they also think that I'm going to take them away on my white horse and bring them over here. To, and by here, here doesn't mean Canada. It means U.S., Britain, Australia, wherever my character happens to be from, right? And that's why the military is such an important thing. The military is very useful in the scams for so many reasons. One, the man is a protector. He is a soldier, so his job is to protect you. It has some cachet. Two, he's under orders that he can't leave wherever he is, so he'll never come see you. Plus, most of the time, he's in a dangerous place that no one's allowed to go to. So you can't go see him, and he can't come see you. That works really well, right? So it's so easy. It's so easy to put the pieces together, and it's such a believable story. You can't even imagine. Well, and I think your when, age has a lot to do with it, too. A 60-year-old woman might think, mm, maybe. Yeah, but I was 40. All those pictures are from when I was 45. But I think they think that that could happen. Just like a 70-year-old man exactly. has been conned by a 20-something-year-old woman, but still they're thinking, maybe. Exactly. So the things that I don't like about the scamming, okay, is they prey upon people who are extremely vulnerable. Usually someone that's a widow herself, and they say that they're widowed. Oh, my God. I've been, my wife's died so many times, I can't even begin to tell you. So they prey on someone. The, the vulnerability is the fact, the big factor. Second, that they prey on women. I guess there's no second. It's all about the vulnerability. They're vulnerable. So then the women fall in love with the guy, and they actually do. And then they give up their money. And then they believe that the person is real. None of it's real. It's all fake. So how do you and your wife get past this then and not let it affect your relationship? It's affecting us right now. How do we get past it? One, I tell her, this is going to happen. Women from all over the world are going to message me. I'm sorry. I can't do anything about it. So some of the things I do do about it are, have you seen my Facebook page? Yeah. Okay. So all over my Facebook page, there's messages, right? Her sister... And her came up with the idea that I should put that on my wall so that people know that it's all fake. So when they actually do find me eventually, they can say, none of this is me. It's all superimposed on general's uniform, priest's uniform. None Some of, of them are bad. Right? Your head's like super small. Oh, my God. <laughs> the priest one's the best. Oh, I didn't see that one. I got to look that one up. Then I, we put a nice thing. My sister did it all because she's very computer savvy. And... Basically, we talked about it and said, look, you know, it has nothing to do with me. I never did this to you. I feel so badly that it happened to you. I can understand how it happened to you because it happened to me, although not with money, just the pictures. And 
please, for the love of God, don't send money to anyone you never met. The ones I feel bad about, there was a woman in Lithuania. She gave 13,000 euros. I was on TV in Lithuania. And the reporter asked me, well, what are you doing about it? And I'm like, look, you know, I'm doing what I can. I did all this stuff. But, you know, that's the other thing I feel bad about. These women are giving their life savings to these guys that live in wherever they are. And they all have different, like, call themselves or silos. Because they don't all come from the same place all the time. Like, for a little while, it'll be, like, South America. Then it'll be Eastern Europe. Then it'll be Western Europe. Then it'll be Philippines. A lot of from Philippines. They're very trusting people. I don't understand. Hmm. I know how that scam works. That's a scam upon a scam. So how that one works is, these women are all mail-order brides. The guy says he's going to take them to wherever, but he needs money for a lawyer and her passport so that she, he can bring her over. And then guess what? She never comes over. What do you say to a guy who might think, wow, that would be really cool to have all these women reaching out to me? And it's not that cool. It's not you, okay? That's what they don't get. It's not me. It's my picture. The real me is John Majot, who has all great qualities and all his bad qualities. That's who I hope my wife loves, okay? I don't want her to love my face or certainly not my body anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> used to be, but not anymore. No, but you know what? I'm, I'm just kidding. But do you see what I'm saying? It's not me. Like, And I tell these women that all the time. Look, the person you're in love with isn't me. The real me has warts. Right. So that's what you tell your younger self. None of it's me either. Like. And it's like when you first start dating a girl, you're always on your best behavior. Right. So then she falls for you. Well, then after that, you know, like, I'm sure your husband has warts, too. You might be a really great looking guy. You know, it's like my that old joke about the guy in the uh, Maxim magazine. Somewhere out there, some guy's even tired of blah, blah, blah her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They are in love with the fantasy. The fantasy, even the fantasy does not exist. I don't care. Brad Pitt has a temper. Everybody knows it, but they're like, oh, he's Brad Pitt. George Clooney, until he had his twins, didn't even want him want his friends to come over with children. Now he's got twins, so he's kind of stuck, right? You see what I'm saying? Even your husband, who might be the most handsomest guy in all of Oklahoma, he's got his warts too, I'm sure. The other thing I would tell my younger self, which is not as much of a problem now, all that stuff that happened 12 years ago, you have to remember, this technology is very young. It, you know, People say, well, why didn't you put it on your privacy settings? I'm like, because there was no privacy settings at the time. There wasn't any. Oh, yes, there was. I'm like, no, it was like a little thing on the bottom. Like, you know, now there's privacy. You, they talk about it. There's shows like yours. People talk about it. So I, that's what I would tell my younger self. Don't get suckered into putting your pictures online. That's why I don't Skype. Like, remember how you said we can... No, I don't do that anymore. And the reason is because of this. Because it can get out there. Once it's on, on the air, like in the air, it's in the air. It is a virus that goes literally... It is a worldwide virus. And they use my picture because it still works. God only knows why. Do you think it'll ever go away? Will it ever go away? 
Yes, it will. If these platforms, and I'm not just saying FB, do something about it. And that is happening. That is coming. The general data protection regulators in Europe, they're putting draconian measures. Canada is in 18 months, we will be putting on measures to protect the users. You guys are going to be kicking and screaming, but it's coming. The big countries are doing it. The big places are doing it. So will it ever end? Yes. The other thing that'll make it end is facial recognition technology, which is only about six years old and only been in the mainstream for about two or three years. It's not new. Like that's very new, right? This stuff is all super new. So will it end? Yeah, probably. Like it may end eventually. And the other way it can happen is if people like you, do podcasts and say, John was scammed. You are being scammed by John. Don't send money to people you never met. But then they'll just find a different way. But there's some ways that these places... So if Facebook, which said their platform will always be free, started charging people even $20 a year, okay then there would be a traceability, right? 20 bucks a year, not that much money. Like, isn't about just about romance scamming, bullying. Uh, Child sexual abuse. Stuff, that's the other one, the gross one, right? They lure these girls in or these boys. I'm not saying it would make it disappear, April, but it would make it a lot harder. And they don't want to do it. And the reason they don't want to do it is because they like having a platform with billions of users on it because that's what advertisers like. And they can stop it. They have the technology to worm their way in when I want to take a screenwriting course. And for the next three months, you should take this screenwriting course pops up on my FB. But you can't tell me that they don't have the facial recognition when someone like myself or Brian pops up. And they can't knock out the twenty, thirty thousand. Catherine Tomko, okay, and you can use her name, told me that I should take them down one profile at a time. That is impossible. Impossible. It cannot be done. First, I have to find them, and then I have to tell Facebook to take them down. One profile, I had to go 15 times. And it was my own name with my own picture to tell them to take it down. And they said that it, their algorithm did not figure out that it was, should have been taken down. That's the problems I have. If you can figure out how to sell me a car 20 times, you certainly have the algorithm capability to take down a fake profile. You have the algorithm capability to find out when this guy's a child pornography creep. You have the capability to find out where there's a white supremacist. All these things they say are against their community standards, but none of it they do anything about. Very rarely. It is a small percentage. I don't understand. Please don't get me wrong, because I live in Canada. I don't understand how your government works. But you cannot tell me that some of this money is not being used, particularly in Africa, for the Boko Haram, 
or for the Taliban or for the Russian mafia or for the American mafia. Guarantee you some of this money is being funneled to them. Mm-hmm. I, 100%. So where where is your famous Homeland Security? Where are they? That's a great question. This, great question. You know, no, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm not. But, you know, like, it's in Africa. Boko Haram is in Africa. You think that some of this money isn't used to being funded for Boko Haram terrorism? And for all these, like, all those girls that got kidnapped a couple years ago, all the stuff that Boko Haram does is disgusting. Iraq, same thing. Taliban, same thing. Even ISIS. I guarantee you some of the money is being funneled towards that. Where's Homeland Security? Where is this famous Pentagon that I hear about? Where are they? They're double-dipping. First, they're stealing money from these poor ladies, okay, which weakens your economy. And then they're stealing, then they're using it to kill your people, which probably isn't good for the U.S. either. This is a little hard to swallow for Americans like myself and probably you, who pride themselves on being from a country we like to think of as the good guys, the first to jump to someone's aid. The best and the brightest ideas come from the U.S., right? Part of the problem is there are too many problems in the world right now to solve, and we are passionate about this problem, but we're just not loud enough. Men and women also are hesitant to come forward for obvious reasons. One thing you can do if you're listening to this podcast is share it. Tell your friends and family. Talk to them about the dangers. And thank you for listening. Until next time, my scammer warriors.